right, good to hear you. Good to see you. Good to talk to you. Saturday morning, throwing it back. Thanks to Danny Parkins going a little long. You don't live here anymore. You're a Chicago guy. Give me my time. The hell was that about? We lost a whole two minutes. Come on now. That's two minutes to talk about the Super Bowl. If I'm going to wake up early on a Saturday to come in here, I want to start at 10 o'clock. Come on, Parkins. Because we're doing a show. First in pod, Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi. Taking you up until after hours. This is Dusty Likens. That's Quentin. I'm the crown jewel. That's what you paid to listen to. Let's get into Kansas City stuff. You know? How you doing? I'm so happy to be here. I love this. I don't stop working this time of year. Dude, I got to sleep in today. What? I had to sleep. I usually I wake up at five in the morning for my other job. Oh, nice. So nice. You I seem like up, a five a.m. kind of guy. I, I woke up Black and I was like, oh, "Dude, seven thirty? Like, what is this?" Right. Yeah. I do like a black coffee. The beans have to be good enough, though. I won't drink any coffee black. Yeah. I like a splash of almond milk. I'm bougie. A little sweetness. Yeah. A little you and your robe with a, some almond milk in your coffee. Better believe it. Stretching, stretching, mm-hmm. buck naked by the back door. That's right, man. Hopefully the neighbors aren't out early <laughs> in the morning. I was up early, man. We did a show last night, 6 to 9, and then we did uh, we did a uh, we did a show today. And now we'll do a show tomorrow, 9 to 1. Going to be hectic, but it's going to be the Super Bowl. Dustman, we need a plus 250 Super Bowl parlay. That's guaranteed. I'll tell you what, man. I've been all morning with the parlay boys. That's what we call each other. We put together some bets. We put them together. I'm confused as hell because nobody, well, I guess everybody but me knows what's going on with our parlay bets. So shout out Johnny, Chris, Nick, and Paul. That's the group. That's the group. That's the $1,800 winner daddies right there. That's when you can go buy a bottle of Casa Amigos. You can sit back with some ice and a squeeze of lime before you get going in your Super Bowl party. Uh, lots to talk about today. Um, I do want to bring up a good story. My buddy, he told, because I told everybody last night, at least one time for the next two days, and yesterday I said it for the next three days, you got to Blair Tech Nine's Red Kingdom. You just have to. It's not the greatest song in the world. I'm sure people around Kansas City probably think it sucks or they hate it. It doesn't. It's fun. But my buddy's son was going to school singing that song so much that his teacher reported back to the parents, hey, I think your kid's excited for the Super Bowl. He keeps singing Red Kingdom. Shout out St. Louis listeners, you know? I don't. I don't really know if, like, there's other songs that can really, you know, can really get me going other than that right now. Like I'm sure when it gets to Sunday, I'll be I'll be playing the the rock and roll part two, the start me up by the stones to get my stones ready. Um, it's Saturday. We can be okay today, Quentin. But I am interested to know how some people are spending their day today. Cause is today the day where you like get all the stuff, you prep up, you load the refrigerator, you go out and have a nice meal tonight, go to bed somewhat early, go to church, get the word tomorrow, and then it's just Super Bowl ready. I'm I went, interested. I went to I went to the store last night to pick up some stuff, getting ready for Sunday. Mm-hmm. And because there ain't no way am I going to the store today or tomorrow. I was You're not like, going today. I already I went last night. That's smart. I went last night. 
Uh, and after I got done here, um, ran some errands because I don't want to go to the store. I know, dude, it's going to be so busy everywhere, no matter where you go around Kansas City. But I will say the city is hyped up. Yeah. All yesterday when I was walking around the store, everybody was wearing either they were wearing something with a cheese logo on it or they were wearing something red. I mean, it was awesome to see the store just full of red. Do you think local like restaurants and businesses should close tomorrow by three o'clock? Well, no, because there are some people that that's what they do, right? They go to, you know, like our friends at Jefferson's that are going to host Super Bowl parties. I think it would be smart for like some places to close on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Like they're during the Super Bowl, like grocery stores probably shouldn't be open because everybody's already come and went, you know? I just feel like you don't have to be a fan of football, but the Super Bowl in general is just an event. It, it you well, what it's so, like 155 million people watch the sure. watch the Super Bowl last year. Sure. I mean, it literally is like a third of the country will watch the Super Bowl. Because I think it's funny that some businesses are like, oh, you know what, we're doing you a favor, we're closing at five. Oh, geez, thanks. You give me 25 minutes to get home to watch the game. Shut down. Kansas City's going to completely shut down after 2:30. No one's doing anything because you know who people are. People are going to be like, I need to eat before the game starts. I want to catch a buzz before the game starts. I want to be California sober before the game starts. I need to have my spot on the couch. I need my place. Why are we open? What are we doing? It's the same thing. Like, why do we have school the next day? (laughs) There's a lot of people that are out there saying, you know what? If the Chiefs win, no school. Red Monday. Good for you. I'm ki- I'm I'm not joking when I told you that. Yeah, my mom took the, as soon as she knew when the Super Bowl was. Mm-hmm. Whenever that, took she literally took Monday off. Yeah, I was. I mean, uh, the next Smart. day she went back to work. She was like, "By the way, I need this day off." And I get it, you know, cheese fan, football fan, whatever. You're 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 doing that, but again, it's just you know, it's it's come on, man. What are we doing? And don't pad it up. Oh, we're doing you a favor. We're not staying open till eight. Kiss my damn ass. Close. Shut down. Oh, what are you going to have? That one person that's going to come in and spend $30 on a dinner? Be like, oh, isn't this nice? Isn't this nice, Catherine? We get to have a nice dinner. Nobody's bothering us. You know what you're, you know who you are bothering? The people that have to work. Let's have a little bit more love in the city for that. You know what I mean? Especially if you're, like, not even close to being, like, a, like a haircut place. Sure. Like, come on. Right. I mean, you got to think, everybody, somebody just said on the text line, I just left Costco, it's a madhouse. Believe it. And they just opened. I was at Sam's Club yesterday. Doesn't Costco open at 10? I know Sam's Club has, like, business hours. Like, they open two hours early if you're a business owner. So, I think, yeah, I think those people can get in at, like, 8, and then everybody else can get in at 10. Right. Um but no, let's uh, let's have a little conversation since we can go two minutes later. Since Danny Parkins went two minutes late on his show, um, I want to talk about this game because I think that there is a hidden uh, there's a hidden agenda on the Chiefs' side. This is Travis Kelsey earlier this week. Well, there's a certain uh, tier of teams in the NFL that have gone back to back, and you know, it's uh, I've been on a mission ever since I won my first Super Bowl. Uh, we we made it back to to the Super Bowl the year after 2019. Obviously, lost to the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, that's motivated me to get back to this point right here. So um, you'll hear me say this a lot, but I want this one more than I've ever wanted a, a Super Bowl in my life. And it's because uh, the type of team we have, the people that we have in this thing, but also because that tier of uh, teams that have done it twice have uh, gone down in history as uh, some of the greats. 
So I think there's more to this than people are playing up to be. And I think you hear the uh, the attitude and the seriousness from Travis Kelsey maybe a little bit uh, different than the attitude he showed here. And uh, it's, it's been asshole. <laughs> Y'all are firing me up. Make me want to play right now, baby. <laughs> I love the booze, man. I love the cheers, baby. Keep them coming, Niners gang. Keep them coming. No doubt about it. As you hear Travis Kelsey in both those audio clips, you can tell in the first one that this is more than just winning a Super Bowl because I think truly and I honestly do believe that the Chiefs already believe that they are a dynasty. And I talked a little bit about this last night, Quentin. I said, I think we have the unfortunate part that we are only solidified by what is the past, right? Like, I don't necessarily think Andy Reid needs to win six Super Bowls to be considered better than Bill Belichick. I think if Andy were to win four with the records, with the, you know, the the numbers that he's done and the personality that he is and how he's done it with two different teams... I think you could have a very fair argument to say that Andy Reid was a better head coach than Bill Belichick when it's all said and done. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes needs to get seven rings to be considered the greatest of all time. He already does things that Patrick or that Tom Brady doesn't do or never did. Now, we have a long way to go until we can have a serious conversation about that, but winning a third would be nice. But I think the most important or the underlying story that we're getting in this, I think the Chiefs really, really, really want to win back-to-back because they had a chance, right? They played Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, COVID year in Tampa, whatever. They lost. Their offensive line was depleted. They didn't have a whole lot of help. I think Mahomes ran 200 yards behind the line of scrimmage going like, you know, east and west. And then they lose. And the Chiefs don't get that back-to-back, right? And that kind of stings, right? Losing in the Super Bowl is never fun, right? Watching the other team celebrate, confetti coming down. Nick Bosa knows all about that. He was crying like a little baby last time the San Francisco 49ers lost to the Chiefs. I'll say that because Nick Bosa was still being a baby, being like, oh, they hold a lot. Kiss my ass. Do something about it. Win. And I think the Chiefs seriously are really wanting to win back-to-back Super Bowls because not a lot of teams have done that in the history of the NFL, right? I think Dallas did it. New England did it. Denver did it. There's a few other teams. I think Pittsburgh did it. Pittsburgh's done it twice. And I'm not sure, but I think San Francisco might have done it. I know Montana's got four. I'm pretty sure he probably went back-to-back at least once. Yeah. So there's not a whole lot that have done it, right? And the other part about this winning back-to-back, which in soccer you would call two in a row a brace, three in a row a hat trick, One goal, and the Chiefs have always been well at doing this, one goal is to take one box to check off at a time. Every year in the season for the Kansas City Chiefs, it's the same thing, right? Let's just win our division first. Then we can talk about getting the number one seed. Then we can get into the playoffs, and then we can go from there. Whereas other teams, it's like, oh, our main goal is to win the Super Bowl. Well, Pump the brakes. Let's go back a little bit. Let's try to win your division first. And the Chiefs have done that eight times. Part of what they believe is a dynasty. They've won two Super Bowls and three visits. They've been to four Super Bowls now in six years. They've 
they, they, they've done things that you can believe that you would think that to themselves, they don't care what outside noise is. To them, they're a dynasty, but what they really want this year is back-to-back. And if you win back-to-back, that's first step from winning a three-peat. And I guarantee you if they win a Super Bowl this year, they will be focused as ever to go win a three-peat because, like we know, only two teams have done that. And none of them in football. None. And I think the other thing that's important to remember when we're talking about back-to-back winners, mm-hmm. um, only a couple of those are in modern NFL era where you're talking about free agency and salary cap, right? A lot of those that happened in the 80s and that there was no free agency, there was no salary cap. So it was much easier to build these elite squads that can go over and pummel everybody because yeah. once you got your guy, he was there. And there was, there was nothing anybody can do to move them off. So being able to do this and the modern NFL, the salary cap era, is way more impressive than anything that's happened before that. I love this. I own three Culver's in town, and we're closing it, too. You're a great owner. That's fine. You're staying open for the public. If somebody wants some cheese cleats or they want a blanket, they can go to Culver's. They got till 2 o'clock. There are outliers within this whole situation, right? If you're waiting till five to go get a Culver's Boyga, that's on you, man. Sorry, you had your chance. They opened up at 10 or 11. You had until two o'clock to do it. There are anomalies within this Sunday. Close your businesses down. Close them down. Unless you're Jefferson's, you're having a watch party. If you're that type of place and you're willing to do that because some people like to do that, that's fine. If you're like a sports bar, because I'm going to Jefferson's tomorrow. I'm picking up my order and you can do the same thing. 15% off online orders for carryout and delivery with promo code 610 sports limit one per customer on $40 minimum orders. Get it in as quick as you can. My guy, Nick Price will take care of you. This is after hours. That's Quentin. I'm dusty. You're listening to 610 sports radio on the other side. Why Travis Kelsey might be the most important part for the wave of the future. There's an example already. I'll give you another one on the other side. You're listening to after hours. Back here on After Hours on a Saturday edition. I've got you until 1 o'clock. Then Chris Unicero and JT Noah will take over from 1 to 3. And Quentin and I will get out of here. I will. uh, I'll let you guys all trail uh, myself and the Parlay Boys. I'll post that today. I'll get those picks in and get it over with. I finally have a a damn good idea what's going on. Man, it was confusing this morning, man. You were there next to me. I was like, I don't know what's going on, man. I'm getting... I'm getting this. I'm getting these. I, I had no idea. I was, I was getting a little stressed. Your your phone just was like, man, man, man. It was man. nonstop, dude. It was nonstop. Dusty, this is G-Baby. Now we're getting on the same page. Three-peat talk. And what do you think about the score being 31-13? Tay-Tay's favorite number. Don't like it. I don't like 31 because I don't think that's a number that they can get to. Now, again, G-Baby. Love you much. But... I'm more along the lines, like, I think this game's going to be, like, 19 to 10. I hope it's 19 to 10. Um, Dusty Mahomes ran sideways for 460 yards, 68 yards at Tampa Bay Super Bowl. Thank you. The crown jewel, a.k.a. the text line champion, will always give you your roses when you need them. Like that Shenandoah song, Two Dozen Roses. You ever heard it? No. You're in, well, yeah. when all you listen to is Panama and every rose has its thorn, you got to get into Shenandoah. Yeah. You got to get into two dozen roses. Would it change your mind? Hopefully. What's your go-to bourbon and mixer for the big game, Dustman? I'm guessing you know your bourbon a little better than Quentin. <laughs> um, you know oh, hey, come on now. What's funny is I haven't had a sip of alcohol this entire week. Took the week off. And you're going to make fun of me? But Sunday for the Super Bowl, I'm going to drink wine. Pinot Noir. 
the Klee from Willamette Valley. That's my prized wine. That's what I like to drink. That's what I can soothe myself with. But if I were to have a bourbon cocktail, I would probably do a old-fashioned with a little single-barrel Four Roses, a little dash of bitters, a little orange bitter, a, a dash of a cherry, and one of those little corkscrew spoons, get it nice and stirred. You know what I mean? I like Four Roses is good. Uh, I'm also... I'm also a big fan of the the Jay Rieger one that mm. that I got uh, for my birthday last year. Someone bought me that, nice. and that was that was pretty good. Yeah, when they won the first Super Bowl, I brought over a bottle of Blanton's, and this dumbass that lived in the neighborhood with my buddy was so hammered and like took a shot of it and then immediately puked. Oh God! And I looked at him and I was like, "Don't ever do that again." He's like, "Sorry, man. Sorry." I was like, first off, that's like allocated." If you're that hammered, don't do that. Yeah. Go take a shot of, like, Old Crow. Go take a shot of McCormick's whiskey. Yeah, at that point, you're, it's not about the Jack flavor. Daniels. Yeah, I mean, just immediately. I'm also a Woodford Reserve guy. That's a good one. Have you had their double-oaked Woodford double-oaked Reserve? Oh, my. That's good stuff. Yeah, I like Woodford. Yeah. Woodford Reserve's a really good one. And a few of them. Tell with, me I don't know my bourbon. Text line, come on. I didn't say that. Come on, text line. You're better it. than that. I didn't say it. Think about this. The Chiefs are two defensive penalties away. The D4 offsides against Tampa Bay and the other one, I don't recall at the moment from going to six consecutive. The offsides, D4 against, uh, it was against New England, by the way. See the text line? You're going to give me trouble. I'm going to give you trouble. That's how it works. D4 was offsides against New England. And the reason they lost the second game in the AC Championship game was because the almighty Patrick Mahomes did have his worst second half as a quarterback ever. He'll tell you that. And that's not something you can bet on ever, mm-hmm. right? You can't you can't come in with your game plan and say, our game plan is, let's hope Patrick Mahomes is just bad. Tyler from Lee Summit here. Last night after a few PBRs, I know that's a lie because I know you and I know you don't drink PBR, and Red Heavies, I know you don't drink those. I put in a parlay, Chiefs money line, Pat MVP, and Orange Gatorade. You sure about that? You sure about that? You sure that's why? Because I didn't think you could bet legally in Missouri. Either way, either way, back-to-back and back isn't in play until you go back-to-back, baby. That's what I said. You got to win two to win before you can win three. I'm not getting ahead of myself. Oops, my bad. You're right. But still, six gets second Super Bowl. Yeah, no, no, I get you. I get you. I get you. I get you. I don't want to leave the gym because they were playing the last Super Bowl against the, against the Miners. Oh, that'll be on NFL Network later today. Or you can watch the Waste Management Tournament. That's amazing to watch. Um, There was an article on our friend's website at Arrowhead Pride this week. Uh, Rasheed Rice was very thankful to one Travis Kelsey for the development process that he's had this year in the game. You love to see it. We've seen Rasheed Rice's elevated success throughout this season, and it's been great. It's been fun been great to watch right we saw it in the preseason we heard Peyton Manning earlier on in the preseason after the draft saying oh Rasheed Rice could be the perfect sort of guy for a a guy like Patrick Mahomes big bodied speed can catch it in open space and can get it after the catch everything that Peyton Manning said literally came to fruition this year what is Rasheed Rice's greatest quality trusted hands play after the catch quick sneaky speed 
That's what we've seen. How many times do you watch a Chiefs game and Patrick Mahomes finds Rasheed Rice for about four yards and it turns into 17 to 20? Can I ask? Can I add one to that list? Sure. I think he has great vision. Sure. Because you're right about the speed is that he can get up to speed real quick, but he's not the fastest guy on the field. It doesn't need but, to be. But he can like, it's almost like a, he's got the vision of a good running back, right? right? He can just move around the field to avoid people. Sure. And I think that's the best part. And all the season took was three things. Trust in Mahomes, trust in Andy Reid, and proven that you can add to your workload. Because what we saw throughout the season was drops by receivers, lack of trust with Kadarius Toney, lack of trust with Sky Moore, lack of trust with MVS. Where there was never a lack of trust was with, with Patrick Mahomes and Rasheed Rice. And when you think about this, and you put in what this story was and what Rasheed Rice had said, that Travis Kelsey had really monitored him and really helped him develop his game in the league, it makes sense. Because who's the first guy that Patrick Mahomes trusted on the Chiefs? It was Travis Kelsey. What did Travis Kelsey do once he saw Patrick Mahomes throw a football for the first time? Completely changed his mindset of life and in the game of football. Travis Kelsey was a hothead, arrogant, potential through the roof, but we never really truly got to see all of it with Alex Smith. It started to get there as he got older and more experienced in the league. But I think when Travis Kelsey saw Mahomes and realized what Mahomes could be for the future and for his future, he put it into a different gear. And I think when you see Rasheed Rice and you hear the stories from Andy Reid be like, oh, yeah, we, you know, we, we put more on his plate and he finished it. Then the next game, we put more on his plate and he finished it. He's like that, said it last night, he's like that 15-year-old growing kid that your parents are like, I just can't feed this kid. I can't keep him full. Every time we put more food or I make more food, he still finishes or she still finishes it. And that's what Rasheed Rice has done this year. He's been asked to do more and he's accepted it and completed it. And part of that is, and I think in my opinion, part of that is because of what Travis Kelsey has been able to tell him. And where this takes me is back to the day when we all go back and you think to yourself, how did Patrick Mahomes develop his game? Well, we know that he already had the God-given talent. We already knew that Patrick Mahomes was going to be a superstar. But the one thing that Patrick Mahomes didn't have was the know-it-all with what the league can do or how the league works or little, little things within the NFL. And who was there to teach him that? Alex Smith. And if you don't believe me or you don't think that this is true, then go back and listen or type into your Google sphere, Patrick Mahomes thanks Alex Smith. And it happens once a year where Patrick Mahomes will bring up, oh, man, my first year as a rookie when I'm sitting on the sideline, you know, Alex Smith would sit down or I'd listen to him and, and I'd listen to him and Doug Peterson talk about all these sort of things, right? And that's where Mahomes would learn. And then you put in the, you sprinkle in the talent with the knowledge and it's the perfect combination, right? It's like having an older sibling in middle school when you're in grade school or they go to high school and you're still in middle school and they tell you, hey, when you get to high school, all you need to worry about is doing this, this, and this and keeping what you already know about your normal stuff. And you get a little bit of an edge. And that's why I think that the appreciation for somebody like Kelsey and Rasheed Rice, who's not a tight end, but you see the similarities between Mahomes and Alex Smith that you're seeing in Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey, because there's no doubt in my mind right now, Rasheed Rice is the Chiefs wide receiver one. I don't know if he is a wide receiver one, but I know that he is right now the Chiefs most trusted and well-developed wide receiver. 
The future will determine how much Rasheed Rice really learned from Travis Kelsey because there's still a whole lot to go. This is his first year. You'd assume he's going to play for quite a long time because of how talented and good he's been this year. But the other thing that it makes me think about as we wrap this up, the other thing that it makes me think about is why not draft that tight end and develop him under Travis Kelsey? Do the same thing you did with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes like Travis Kelsey has shown that he can do with Rasheed Rice. Because if Rasheed Rice's game really did elevate after Travis Kelsey really taught him the ropes, you'd have to think that the same process could happen with a rookie tight end. I get it. Noah Gray, Blake Bell, they've all been there. They just weren't that. And they're not going to be that. I think we can officially say that. And I think that if you can draft a young tight end with the immense amount of talent that you can find and you can keep Travis Kelsey for another year or maybe two, and that tight end can kind of sit back, pick the brain, study Travis Kelsey, and really just absorb everything like a sponge, then what? You never skip a beat with the offense. And you had an example as well of how these veterans don't really think about themselves. They think about the cohesive unit and to keep this franchise going. Yeah, we've seen that with another young player on the team that has actually happened. And this is why I think it's realistic for Travis Kelsey to be that sort of next guy. Because Frank Clark worked with George Karloftis after each training camp practice when he was a rookie. I remember going up to training camp and seeing after practice was over. When anybody wants to do, they just want to go hit the showers, cool off on those hot July days. But not Frank Clark and George Karloftis. They stayed out on the field. They were working together, working on hand moves. And that is because you have a true culture of winning, a true culture of this is a team. There's no I in team. In order for us to be good, to be great, to be that dynasty, everybody has to be the best that they can be. And that's because of who your coach is, who your quarterback is, and this culture of winning that you've built here in Kansas City. So it's realistic to be, I could see Travis Kelsey being that next guy because he's a team first guy. And when you have so much success, that can bleed out into veterans for years to come. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, culture is king, man. That's how that's how the NFL works. And once you're a part of it, you become addicted to it. And also, if you don't believe me, um, you remember that wide receiver that used to play for the Chiefs? You think he still believes in the culture? I see the Chiefs winning 34-31. I've been saying that all week. Some of my people, ask, I know I know y'all ain't asked, but I just had to give it to you without <laughs> right. y'all asking. I got I the Chiefs taking winning 34-31, well, man. Tyreek, I appreciate that. Um, second of all, like, if you pick the Niners, that would make a headline. Oh, you know that. Oh, yeah. You have to part about it. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. But um, if the Dolphins aren't playing football, the, the next team I'm going for is the Chiefs. You feel me? As always. You feel me? As I- always. Tyreek Hill really, really misses Kansas City, and he's really given up on the heel teat. Yeah, I mean, remember when he first left and he had oh, that yeah. that podcast and he was all like, Tua's the best quarterback, Tua, 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 the Dolphins are great. And then it's almost like, you know, he feels left out uh, on, on prom night. So he's just trying to ease his way back in. Mm-hmm. He sees the pictures of your ex with a new person. Uh-huh. Boy, I bet he's really loving that. I miss that. Mm-hmm. Good for them. I support them. I support them. And for those of you that want to know what color the Gatorade's going to be. The Gatorade color's going to be orange. The Gatorade color's orange. I guess I got really excited about orange Gatorade. Coming up on the other side, we go inside the numbers of what the Super Bowl is and where Patrick Mahomes stands when it comes to that. Plus, some surprising stats that you might not think are actually true, but they are because numbers never lie. That's Quentin. I'm Dusty Likens. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. And the Northern Bottom Line. 
That's 90s country, Daddy, right there. That's 90s country right there. That song, I probably there's probably two girls in my life that I wish I could sing that song to right now to see if it worked. One, I believe it would. The other one would probably tell me to get lost. God, dog, I love that song, man. Shenandoah, how you doing? What did you think of that song for like the 10 seconds you heard? I mean, I listened to country music growing up. Okay. So that's not the question. I mean, that's country music. That's 90s country music. That wasn't the question. It's good. That's good 90s country music. Scale of 1 to 10, where do you rate that song, Two Dozen Roses? If I'm in the mood to listen to That's not the question. Country it's, where music. do you rank that song? That's a solid. That's like a, that's like a 7. That's I'll a, take it. That's, I'll take it. Even score. Mm. We drink Jack and Jam Shenandoah in our shops in Garnett. I feel like I should play, um, you know, Toby Keith. Yeah, we already did that. Okay. We're we're already good. We we it, unless we paid our respects. Unless it's like Whiskey Girl or How Do You Like Me Now or Should Have Been a Cowboy. Hell play Toby Keith. I don't care. Let's have fun. It's Saturday. We got till one o'clock. Roquan Smith or Fred Warner? Fred Warner is the best linebacker in the NFL. Fred Warner? Yeah. They ask him to do so many things. That's fine. He's gonna have to do a lot more with their safety out. Yeah. Um Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, right? He has a passer rating of 79.7. He's thrown 738 yards, five touchdowns, four interceptions in three games in his Super Bowl career. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. His last Super Bowl game, he won the MVP. He was damn near perfect. He was 21 to 27 for 182 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, The Tampa Bay game, his worst Super Bowl, he was 26 of 49, 270, zero touchdowns and two picks. Should have had a touchdown. Believe he hit Tyreek Hill and Damian Williams in the face. One of them won for a touchdown. And uh, Tyreek Hill was the one where he was like lateral to the, or parallel to the ground. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Best incomplete pass in Super Bowl history. Mm. Yeah, you hate to see that. But the other thing about these numbers is, and I'm, I'm trying to give you more of an edge to love uh, the confidence, because last night our open was, the open was overconfidence versus arrogance. I don't think, right, I don't think that Chiefs fans are arrogant. I really don't. And I, I get this, and maybe I'm, I'm talking about myself, because there's times where I don't think I'm arrogant or I'm cocky, but my friends would go, <laughs> you're an idiot. You are 1,000% a little too cocky. And that's fine. Like, I own that. That's that Leo Lion personality, you know? And I think that when you look at Chiefs numbers and you look at their experience, it's not really arrogance. It's not really, it's not really cockiness. It's just confidence in a resume. Kyle Shanahan has been a coach in two Super Bowls. He was an offense coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons when they were up 28-3. to What happened? New England came back and won that game. You ran into Tom Brady. The last time Kyle Shanahan was a coach in the Super Bowl, he blew an 11-point lead with 7 minutes and 37 seconds left. You remember Jet Chip Wasp, and then you remember Damian Williams taking it to the house on a 40-yard run for a touchdown. There's two things that have to happen here if the Chiefs beat Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers. 
One, we have to question if he can win a big game. And two, he's got to drop the Rob Deerdeck, I'm a skater boy, look at age 40. Maybe it's time to drop the flat bill. Maybe it's time to stop being a Rob Deerdeck clone. Maybe you got to grow up. Because I'll tell you this, you blow a 28-3 lead as an offensive coordinator who can't have time management against a New England team where your MVP quarterback of that season, Matt Ryan, completely fumbled and poo-pooed the bed, as well as you blew an 11-point lead with 7 minutes and 30-plus seconds left against Patrick Mahomes. You played the two greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game, and you've lost both. You lose a third time in the Super Bowl, you got to drop the skater boy look. You just got to. I didn't think that's where you're going with that. But that's where I went. I, th- I thought you were going to be like, oh, you got to you got to make changes about your the way you're coaching. You're just like, no, you got to like stop wearing sunglasses. Well, he doesn't wear sunglasses. What do you mean? Skater boy. Look, what is that? Flat bill hat, you know, that's like probably meant for someone between the age of 21 and 31, not 40. Kind of has that, you know, I'm a little think I'm younger than I am. Got to get focused. Do the Sean McVay, gel it up. Do the uh, Matt LaFleur, you know, wear the bent cap. Got to lose the Rob Deerdeck look if you get beat again in the Super Bowl. The other thing, too, the 2023 leaders in the playoffs, you ready for this? Patrick Mahomes, 718 yards. Don't see Brock Purdy anywhere near that. The only other guys, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield. You want to know who leads the playoffs in rushing yards? Take a wild guess. Take a wild guess. Well, Stop. You know, it's not Christian McCaffrey. It's not Aaron Jones. It's Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco so far in these playoffs has 254 yards. Christian McCaffrey is 188. I'm just trying to build more confidence. You know, has the most receiving yards in the playoffs. It's Amara St. Brown. You know, who's only 12 yards behind Amara St. Brown. You want to take a guess? Kelsey. There you go. They have the leading rusher, the leading passer, and the leading receiver in yards, yards, yards on their team. You want to you wanna take another guess? You want to take another guess? Who has the most reception touchdowns in the NFL in the playoffs? Kelsey. Thank you. You want to know who has the most rushing touchdowns in the playoffs? Pacheco. Christian McCaffrey. Okay. By, All by, right. by I, one, by one, by one. McCaffrey has four rushing touchdowns in the playoffs. Pacheco has three. So, again... When you look at these numbers and you look at all this this stuff that is the favorites towards San Francisco, I don't understand it. I still don't understand the minus two for San Francisco. I don't understand the hate towards the Chiefs. The Chiefs didn't do anything to hate the Chiefs because when you look inside the numbers and you look at what this team has done and you look at where they're at, Pacheco, 254 yards on the ground in three games. I get it. McCaffrey had a bye. Big whoop. Mahomes, 718 yards. That's second behind Jared Goff. Brock Purdy's been behind two games. Should have had a lot more passing yards. Travis Kelsey, 262 yards receiving. It's there, man. The confidence should be there. It shouldn't be arrogance. It's just confidence. And there's going to be fake narratives that people will give towards the Chiefs, and that's fine. They hate you because they ain't you. They hate us because they ain't us. This is After Hours. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio. Oh, but I like them rough. Don't we all? We've got a 69 Mustang, four on the 
Listening to After Hours here on a Saturday morning. We've got you till 1 o'clock. It's only two more hours. Toby Keith, don't let old man in from Scott. 10-point lead, not 11. Why do flat bills have to catch the let theft strays? Dusty, you wear the same stuff he does. No, I don't. That's hilarious from the nine, from the 816. Dusty, you wear the same stuff he does. No, I don't. No, I don't. He also hasn't lost two Super Bowls. I'm also not a head coach in the NFL. I'm also not 40 years old. Thank you. Have a nice day. Kiss my ass. I don't wear flat bill hats. I do wear a backwards hat. I wear golf hats. I wear a lot of golf polos. I wear a lot of long sleeve shirts and sweatshirts and joggers. I don't wear skater gear. What's a golf hat? I don't know. There's just like different brands. There's like Bad Birdie. There's uh So you're not talking like a visor? Callaway. I mean, I used to have a visor when I was younger. But it just doesn't do anything for me. I'm not really a visor guy. Dusty, you wear the same stuff he does. No, I don't. Dusty, I just watched the last San Francisco Super Bowl on NFL Network. Went under the radar, but Troy Aikman was a Richard. He talked trash on Patrick Mahomes the whole time. Just a random thought. There's a lot of people who don't really like uh, Troy Aikman that much. Wasn't Troy Aikman, didn't he say that we weren't allowed to talk about Patrick Mahomes as a great quarterback until he had as many rings as Troy Aikman? Yeah, that was one of those... That was one of those uh, other station things. They kind of really hit hard on that. But, uh, yeah, Troy Aikman, Richard. What they say that he looks like white Jay-Z? Have you, ever, <laughs> have you ever seen that meme? No, I have not. Oh, yeah, there's like a meme that says Troy Aikman looks like white Jay-Z. It's hilarious. Why do flat bills? Dusty, total croc guy, never owned a pair in my life. Crocs are great. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't be hating on Crocs. I just, that should, I don't know who that is. Dusty, total Croc guy. Never owned a pair in my life. I'm with you, Dusty. My 60-year-old ass isn't wearing a flat bill hat. How old is Kyle Shanahan? Maybe he's not as old as I think he is. K-Y-L-E, Shanahan. All right, let's see here. Yeah, flat billed hat. Yeah, no. I'm good. I know we're going back about 30 seconds. Plus his dad sucked. His dad's nickname by Jim Rome was the rat. Yeah, he's 44. He's 44. You can't wear a flat bill hat at 44. I mean, I guess you can. You're just going to look like that guy from Tiger King that was like the side guy. Remember that guy that had like the do-rag underneath the flat bill hat? That's Kyle Shanahan if he gets to be age 60. And the like bleach blonde hair. Mm-hmm. He's got that Cali swag, bro. I found the Troy Aikman Jay-Z thing. What do you think? That's <laughs> pretty funny. It's that's uh, I see it. I it's definitely pretty close. it's 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 pretty there. close. Text line, you can have a day all you want. 913-586-7610. It was a 10-point lead, not 11. I just can't believe how you could have hate, right? Like that's the same guy. That's the same guy. It's, you know, out here just correcting people nonstop. Stop saying Mike Dana. That's from that ain't my show. That's from another show. We got receipts. You don't know what I wear. You don't know what I look like. Jay Z wears flat bills. Okay. At a certain age, you just don't give a rip. Somebody said he's white Urkel. Troy Aikman.
Who's calling the Super Bowl this year? Should I know that? Isn't it? Isn't it? Um, it's not. It's not uh, Joe Buck. As he said, he's happy. He's not in Vegas. He said something will go wrong. It's always going to go wrong. It's Vegas. I don't want to be any part of isn't it. Isn't it Tony Romo? It's a CBS oh, it, game, isn't it? It's Nance and Romo. Yeah, nice. they're the number one squad. So we get them what three weeks in a row now. Are we still good with Tony? Or are we over Tony? I just, I just want. I hate it when Tony Romo's on the Bills Chiefs game mm-hmm. because uh, that's just annoying. But Do you think he's forcing it. I. I I don't know. I really like when he breaks down the game in between because that's incredible that he can just look at basically a, a one play once, stop it, and then just go all over the place and tell us what's mm-hmm. going to happen. What was really impressive when he was doing it and he was telling us what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. So I love the analysis of it like a color commentator. Yeah. I think sometimes he just puts his foot in his mouth and I don't know if he just tries to correct himself later in the game and he just goes too much in the other direction. I mean, I just my dad to my defense. This is when I this is when I really love when my my family comes out. My dad goes, I have seen every single cap you have ever worn from the day you were born. Not one time was there ever been or nor will there be a flat bill. Thanks, Kurt. Thanks, Mr. Likens. Thanks, the original crown jewel. Hey, text line, kiss my ass. Go to break.